I've, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Lauder. She is Becky at Giftmaster Bex. And of course, we are joined by Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, Pasteurs? We have a full trailer, including a new three-minute trailer for the challenge, season 35, Total Madness. You guys excited? I'm excited. You guys fucking excited? Tyler, welcome back. You've been gone for a while. You fucking excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I know you're fucking excited. Antonio, are you fucking excited? Hell yeah. Lyoko in the cut was popping, man. Yo, you excited? You're muted, so we can't hear you. But (laughs) thank you for being here. Guys, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's go ahead and start breaking down season 35. The cast is going to be running through Total Madness with us. Let's go ahead and start at the top. Number one. Wes Bergman, age 35, this is his 13th challenge. Originating for Real World Austin, this is his third season in a row after a long layoff. His stats is going to be five finals, two wins, that's being the duel and rivals two, and he's 14 and six in eliminations. Wes is finally here, America's favorite ginger. Didn't do great in War of the Worlds 2, but he had a great run in the original War of the Worlds 1. Coming in third, only getting beaten out by Theo and Turbo, two people who are beasts. Guys, how do you feel about West's elimination? Don't even tell me. I'm going to tell you he's going to do great. Okay. <laughs> like, are, are you going to let us talk? Or are you just going to, like, as we speak, just cut to the next person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. yeah, let's let Antonio talk about Wes. Well, Tyler, what do you want me to say about Wes? I, I mean, he's coming off uh, a season where, you know, he was out early. He, he got stabbed in the back by, you know, someone, by his own team, which I think was perfect. <laughs> but you can't really say stabbed in the back because, like, did Loru and Josh have his back? I mean, have they ever had anybody's back? Was, oh, sorry, blindside was the better. Was was what I should have said. I do believe that's a better term. Thank you. All right, sorry. So he he's coming off a season when he was blindsided. I mean, it's definitely a good season for him to you know like seek revenge, especially since you know Josh is here this season. But they kind of like mended their friendship. I feel like during the reunion they had like, their own moment. So I'm not sure, like, if they're going to still going, like, head-to-head. But, yeah, if if there was a season where Wes was to get revenge, this is it. After the season happened, we heard reports that Wes was actually dealing with a pretty bad injury. And right before this season starts, worse, some of the shoulder, shoulder, yeah, I forget what the exact term of it is. But apparently what I'm taking from this is he's had an injury for a long time. After he had that grueling final in War of the Worlds 1, and he had a short layoff, he came into War of the Worlds 2 with less time to get into shape and, you know, he recover and heal. And I think that's the reason why he got manhandled by Bear and swept and goosed inside that elimination. I do think this type of season is great for Wes. When there's no teams, there's no pairs, it seems to be an individual season, is what it looks like. Everybody's in the same color, and I think those type of seasons can benefit Wes the most because instead of it just being one team looking at another team for a target, 
Wes can, you know, hide behind multiple meat shields and everything and still cause chaos. Meat shield, love the term. Let's go ahead and move on to our next challenge competitor. Coming straight out of real world explosion. Ashley Mitchell, age 32. This is her seventh season. She has done four in a row. She has been to three finals and got two wins, including Invasion and Final Reckoning. She's three and two in eliminations, but she knows how to play this game. What are some of the things that's going to excite you the most or some of the things that's least excited that you're going to expect out of Ashley? Ashley, I'm not really expecting much from her this season. I feel like with her, it's every other season she does good. She's like the San Francisco Giants like a few years ago. They had one good year and then fell off. And I think this is the year where Ashley just falls off. Here's why I'm excited for Ashley to be back. Ashley's the reason Turbo and Jordan got into a fight last season. She mm. caused all that chaos by spreading rumors and, you know, by talking to Laurel and flipping. And pretty much Ashley is a wild card every season. If she doesn't have her best friends there, you don't know what she's going to do. She might be your friend one episode and stab you in the back the next. She might talk shit to your face and then spread a rumor behind your back, you know, to make you feel comfortable in the first place. And then out of nowhere, everybody's targeting you. Ashley's great for the show. She brings everything, everything that's not the competition wise, even though she's a great competitor. I'm just saying that's where she specializes. Absolutely. Ashley is a complete wild card. You never quite know where she stands. She doesn't really have a set alliance, and she could really team up with anybody who's going to benefit her at the moment. I really expect to see a lot of good things out of her. I think she's going to be great this season. Let's go ahead and move on to another female making waves. That's going to be Tori Dale, 27. This is her fourth season coming out of Are You The One Four. She has done two in a row after a short layoff. She's been in two finals, and she's three and one in eliminations. And we all remember her from last season when she went and transformed into a choo-choo train and showed Jenny what's really good. So, Tony Dale, how are we feeling about her? What can we expect from her during Total Madness? Antonio. I think with Tori, you always, like, expect the same thing. She'll, she's a funny character. She'll make you laugh a few times during the season, have a few funny confessionals. She's there to compete, so you know she's going to win a few comps here and there. And she's just a, she's an overall good competitor, you, but you always see the same thing out of her every season. I think that Tori has a good opportunity here to go far in the season. And this is no disrespect to the women on this show this season, but this is a very weak female cast, in my opinion. I don't see a lot of heavy hitters from, I don't know, just a lot of people that I think could be on the show that would improve it. I think Tori is one of the most, you know, physically dominating females. So in a physical elimination, she might have the advantage. And I don't really see any other females on this list outside of like three or four that could really hold a candle to what she does. So that's my opinion on it. Physically wise, I think Tori is going to come in instantly a top dog. She did really well last season. And I think everybody's a little shook after they were able to see what she was able to do to Jenny. She is somebody you're going to have to keep your eye on. The only thing I feel like is she may be really, really tied to Jordan which is a good thing and can be a bad thing. Jordan has been killing it. Uh, he's been winning most of his season, so if he does well, she'll probably do well too. If anything happens to him, she might become instantly targeted and might find herself in elimination after elimination after elimination again. And we all know, no matter how good you are, once you go into more than one elimination, your chances are dicey. But let's go ahead and move on to another strong female, and that's going to be Jennifer West, age 33. This is her second challenge. She has won UK Survival of the Fittest, and she's one and one in eliminations. She's big. She's she's strong. And we watch all of that shit get completely thrown out of the window when Tori decided to have an attitude and put her into the fucking dirt and step on her and just walk over to an easy win. 
completely blew everybody's mind, including my own. I mean, as strong as Tori is, when I saw that elimination, I was just like, oh man, Tori's about to get fucked up. I would have never guessed it would it would have been the other way around. What can we expect from Jennifer West going into this season? Tyler? I think we're going to see a bounce back. I think Jenny has been such a physically dominating person in her life for so long that she almost just looks at herself as a winner. And so this loss isn't going to be a setback, but like a hurdle for her to get over. And she seems like one of those people when she sets her mind to it, she's going to accomplish it. So I really think that she's going to bounce back from that elimination just to kind of prove everybody wrong that like it was a one time deal. Let's go ahead and move on to Chris C.T. Tamborello, age 39. This is his 17th season coming out of real world Paris. After a short layoff, he's done four seasons in a row. He has been to eight finals, three wins. He is a trifecta champion and a triple crown champ. He has won Rivals 2, Invasion, and last season in War of the Worlds 2. Now, as much as a beast as he is, as dominating as he is, he is actually five and four in eliminations. He may be one of those challengers who people think are way scarier than what they actually are. As great as CT is, as well as he's done, as iconic as he is, especially in the last couple of years, despite the fact that he won last season, he is beatable. Antonio. I'm actually so shocked to see CT back this year. Honestly, I, I remember when he won Invasions and it was talks of him, you know, just hanging the, hanging the shoes up because he on a high note. And after he won last season, I thought maybe this is it for CT. He got his third win. That's it. Time to retire. But, you know, he's back for his uh, 17th season. And I honestly don't know what to expect from him. I'm hoping we don't see the same CT as last season, though. I don't want to see a CT that plays a middle game. I want to see a CT that's, like, vocal and ready for this game. Tyler. See, here's the thing. When we're talking about his elimination record, and we'll kind of do a little history lesson here. That elimination record, it kind of has an asterisk next to it. Those four losses are not all equal losses, <laughs> but I'm, I'm being real. Let's think about it. He, he loses to Tyler and Bananas because Adam can't really get up a hill somehow. And it's maybe he threw it. We don't know. Okay. But then he loses an elimination <laughs> to Brad because he rips off a flag. He was told and gets not DQ'd. to rip the flag. I mean, I don't know. I know he told no, him. No, I know. No, he did lose. He did lose. But here's the thing. He lost not because Brad beat him. He lost because of flag tore. He would have, he, he could have spun Brad around in circles for hours and Brad couldn't have done anything. Brad could not move forward. That's what happens when you skip leg day. No offense, Brad. I like you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> that's what, okay. And okay. And, and let's go to world of worlds. One CT's in the middle of a three person elimination and he has to have two guys pulling on him at the same time. Like I don't find that very fair in my opinion. Now he lost. I'm not saying he didn't lose. This is kind of like when we talk about bananas, he did win, but all wins are not equal. All losses are not equal. That's my point. So, so minus the bullshit, he should be eight and one. He really should. There's a lot of technicalities here. You know, and it's kind of like it's kind of like the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls <laughs> should have eight championships, but Jordan was like, "I'm going to let the rest of the league have a chance," and stepped away for two years. <laughs> so, so oh wait, Tyler, real quick. So, his, you're really saying his really only loss is to bananas and free agents? Yes. I'll take it. That, you know what? That was a straight, fair one-on-one -on -one loss. He bananas yeah. beat him. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do you have an erection right now? You're hard right now. Huh? <laughs> um, well, CT wasn't a part of that season. He was just a mercenary. So um, that doesn't really count. I want to add one thing to what Antonio said. Now, I agree. I'm surprised CT isn't here or is here because you know, you think he would retire and everything. However, I think when you can win at his age, 
you kind of just get that itch and it's like, I'm going to keep going till I fall off a cliff, you know? So that's where I think is he's riding on a high right now. Uh, yeah. You know, speaking of that, I really take, I, I, I really take problem with what you said about, you don't want to see the CT of last season. Well, the CT of last season played one of his best seasons. He stayed out of, he stayed out of elimination. He was very respected and revered. And you know what? He took the easy way to a final. And you know what? These days, you got to take what you can get. Not to mention, he made moves at the end to protect the UK team that he was with, to stop helping out the Americans on the other side. He played the middle, so he had to pick a side. He picked the right side, and he protected them when the time came. Those decisions and that gameplay got him a championship and a quarter million dollars for his son and wife. Yeah, but he just locked out with the format. Like, we just finished free agents, and I would take free agent CT any day over World of World CT. Okay, how about this? Out of everybody who was in the final, who's taking them out in elimination? Jordan. Depending on, it, it really depends on whatever well, the, what on the elimination is going to be. With- Jordan said himself that the only person who he doesn't want to face in elimination is CT. But look at CT's record. It's five and four, so he's beatable. It, it is five and four. He is beatable, but like Tyler said, 75% of those losses, he beat himself. I'll take that. Give me a CT that beats that beats himself. Why not? When, that chance? But when was the last time he did it? War of the Worlds won? That one's a little bit iffy. He he's in there with two big strong guys. Yeah, but he does have a little bit of age Don't sleep on CT's grown man strength. But let's go ahead and move on. We got a lot of people to get to. Now let's, let's get on to the person who I could definitely say is most likely better than Johnny Bananas. That's gonna be Jordan Wisely, age 29, coming back for his sixth season, coming out of real world Portland. He's in back-to-back seasons. He's been to four finals, got three wins, and that's X's 2, Dirty 30, and last season of World of World Suits, coming back to defend his title. He's 7-1 in eliminations and has used the N-word at least twice on TV. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, can I say something? I don't, I don't want to defend this, but I just want to say this. I've actually never seen the clip of him saying that, and I have watched Real World Portland five times. And I've never seen it. And Tyler, I'm not denying it. No, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying nobody's ever sent me a clip and I can't ever be like, hey, send me a clip of that time Jordan said. I can't just like ask for that. So Because MTV is too good about scrubbing off of social media. Yeah, follow Cara Maria Defender or Cara Maria, whatever the fucking name, name is now. They post it every time Jordan's on TV. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So Jordan won last season. He is coming back to defend his title. What can we expect? from one of the most efficient challenge champions, a trifecta winner, and a triple crown champ. What can we expect out of him? Tyler, kick it off. I think we can expect uh, the same thing he always delivers, and that's greatness. I think the thing with Jordan is that Jordan is on the momentum train right now to becoming the greatest challenger of all time. Now, what can prevent that is the same thing that's got him sent home in free agents, is his ego. If he starts feeling too confident and, you know, feels like everything around him is just his control and he's running everything, he's going to get sent home. It can happen. He's going to get arrogant, send himself an elimination he shouldn't, and go home. Now, more than likely, he's going to play a great strategic game. He's going to be very physical. He's going to win a lot of dailies. And he's going to ride this to a late-season push. Antonio? I think Jordan's ego is definitely going to hurt, hurt him this season. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like Jordan. I do think he's a great competitor. but. Coming off a win and just knowing like how Jordan like acts in these challenges, 
he's i think he's gonna be so high on his horse and that's gonna be the reason why he doesn't last long in this game jordan is chasing a record that has been held for like kind of like 15 years and that's and that's you know winning four consecutive seasons like Darrell did and he's got two right now and that's where everybody gets stopped they go try to go for that third in a row three seasons three wins and they get stopped and so that's that's going to be on his mind right now i feel like going into this season so for me what i think i don't really expect much out of jordan as great as he is as good as he is i think he's about to start getting the johnny bananas treatment hey if this guy is with us past episode seven past episode eight he'll probably win the whole thing I think he's going to see himself as a immediate target, and he's coming in with Tori, who for the most part people like, but people are going to see that as a strong alliance. Just like when Real World Austin first came through, the first thing everybody's going to say is, let's break him up. Let's go ahead and get rid of him. I think he's going to find himself targeted often and early. As I think the only thing that's going to save Jordan is that he's going to have to consistently win dailies. If he can't consistently win dailies, then he's going to be in trouble. And that's the thing. As weak as the female side is, the men's side is not. You got some strong veterans, and you got and not even so much strong veterans as as in physical, but you got guys who win dailies. You got Johnny Bananas, you got CT, and you know what? We are seeing the return of Nelson. You can't really sleep on him. His numbers speak for themselves. But let's go ahead and move on. We'll get into that later. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's Most Dangerous Podcast. Okay, up next is going to be somebody who took a little bit of time off. Kayla Casillas, 27. This is her fifth season coming from Real World, Go Big or Go Home. That's right, coming from the season that killed the real world. We last <laughs> seen her on Final Reckoning pushing Queen Melissa. How fucking dare she? She is 4-1 and one in eliminations, very much a slept-on beast. Now, anybody who knows me knows I'm a big fan of Cara, but I never felt the need to bash Kayla Casillas. I like her very much. She has a great personality for TV. This is why even when she wasn't doing seasons, she was still on the tip of our tongue. Last we known, she was in a long-term relationship with Mikey P, great guy. I'm sure he would never get cheated on. Tyler, how do you... <laughs> Tyler, what's your thoughts on Kayla this season? So I was immediately drawn to her as a competitor. Like, I heard about her background where she played football. She's in good shape. She's always, I don't know, the cameras always get, like, her and Jenna, like, working out. And I like that because it's, it's I want to watch a final with people that are actually competitive and athletic. I don't want to watch a final with a bunch of bums that pass out in the heat in the desert, you know? No offense to the world of the world's one ladies, but that's, that's what I want to see. So I've always been impressed with Kayla. I think that her confidence gets on her all the time, similar to Jordan. I think she's almost like a female Jordan without all the strategy like physical wise how good she is and how she is full of herself a little bit which she is got a bad that drip. Thing. she got that drip i think that with kayla i mean you're saying the physical aspect i think this season it's gonna be all drama i mean we've seen the trailers i'm not gonna get into it now get into it later but she's also coming back with melissa that's like storyline right there how i just want to see how the two of them are gonna react when they, when they first see each other i think we hopefully we can expect some fireworks all right 
Let's go ahead and move on. Speaking of Kayla, let's go ahead and get into one of her best friends. Jenna Capono, age 27, this is her eighth challenge, coming from Real World Explosion. She is the reason that we have Jay in our lives and I haven't forgiven her since. The last time we seen her was War of the Worlds 1, somewhere flopping. She has been to three finals all in her first three seasons and she's five and two in eliminations. As great as Barbie Beast has been, she hasn't been that way outside of her first three seasons. She makes it about halfway and then she gets tossed the fuck out. How do we feel about Jenna going into this season? Tyler. And here's the thing. She has seen success when Zach is not on the season. Mm. We'll get to that in the trailer. He's technically not on the season. So theoretically, this should be a good season for Jenna. She's not paired up with Gus. So that's another positive. Huh. I mean, I'm just reading our positives right here. But realistically, Jenna's, Jenna is very connected. Nobody, nobody hates Jenna. Not, not even people watching MTV. And oh, everybody that watches MTV... Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think she hates, hates Jenna as much as she hates Zach. As much but, as she hates life. <laughs> <laughs> and the happiness. Anyways, um, Amanda hates puppies and sunshine <laughs> and long walks in the park. And she definitely doesn't like horses. <laughs> she hates horses. <laughs> Antonio. Um, I'm really hoping we do see a good Jenna come back. But what Tyler said, like, she made the final when Zach was on that season, so I wouldn't say Zach's her biggest downfall. I think her biggest downfall is her just trying to lay low. She, she, I think she does it too much where people realize it right away, and that's what doesn't benefit her as much. They weren't a couple yet, officially. They just kind of, like, hooked up on the season. Eh, but they were on the... Eh, Close enough. I'm just saying, I think that's where the, the, what they say, that you know, when, since they've been a couple. I am not. I will be heard. I really hope that Jenna brings more fire this season, especially since it seems like she's been such a dud in the past whatever seasons I've been seeing her. At this point, I don't even remember her anymore. But I'm really hoping she brings more this year. Now, let's go ahead and get into one of our heavy hitters, probably the heaviest of all hitters, Johnny Bananas Devinazio, age 37. This is his 20th season the most senior challenge competitor of all time coming out of the legendary real world Key West. He has a record six wins, the Island, the Ruins, Rivals, X's One, Free Agents, and Rivals Three. He is a trifecta winner. He is a triple crown champ. He has been in eight finals. He hasn't seen one in four years and hasn't been there in seven seasons. That is the curse of Sarah Rice. He is 8 and 13 in eliminations. Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas lately has been getting known for getting paid a whole lot in appearance fees and getting bounced out pretty early. He doesn't have all of his friends there, and he doesn't have command over the house that he used to have in earlier seasons. In fact, he is an easy target. Uh, we hardly ever see him past five or six episodes these days. Can we expect Johnny Bananas to continue stirring the pot and flopping and not making finals? You know what? Antonio, speak on it. All right, I will. Prepare so, the we... ass-kissing speech. Uh, yeah, My yeah, dad yeah. told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> My dad told like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> As we know, this season, um, you have to win an elimination to make the final. And given his record, I think this might be the hardest season he'll ever face because 
as you see, his record isn't the best. But pop quiz: When was the last time Johnny Bananas won an elimination? Somebody with a mic. <laughs> Rivals three: Dario and Nicole. <laughs> Thank you, Lyoko. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that was as we see. Rivals three is also seven seasons ago. So, I mean, I think that's gonna make him an easy target. But I think the way. This season can line up. If he plays his numbers right, he can go up against someone weak and get an easy win and ride it from there. But as I go into every season, I always have high hopes for him. I always think the next win is this season, so I'm really hoping this season is number seven. Yes, yeah, so let's not forget he lost to Natalie. Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say something, and I just had this realization. So what is really interesting is that Bananas has eight elimination wins, right? He has an elimination win in every season that he has won. Any season that he has not won an elimination, obviously, he has went home. This includes like going like one and one. So if we see Bananas win elimination, pretty much based on those odds, he should make it to the final and potentially win. I also think that something we're not noticing here is that Ashley might have broken a curse. Because remember, Ashley stole the money from Hunter, and she was in a final just last season. Hmm. Is, the, is the curse of the stealing money lifted because of her? Or does it continue on through Bananas? That'll be interesting to see. I think Bananas is going to be a heavy target, especially since we, we're pretty much assuming this is going to be like a solo season, kind of like free agents. And if he is a free agent, he might be able to slide under the radar like he did in free agents and kind of just, you know, play by himself for a little bit until late in the game. He didn't slide under the radar in free agents. He was targeted until he took he out was... the person who was targeting him. Jordan, yeah. made it his, Jordan made it a thing to make sure he went out to Bananas. And then Banana slapped, slapped down Isaac and then went in and smacked up Jordan a little bit. And after that, everybody, for the most part, left him the fuck alone. If this season is anything like free agents, then we might expect to see something similar. That was, to be, that was like the sixth elimination he went into. So for five weeks, he pretty much didn't go into anything. That's my point. In all these losses, he's going into eliminations in like the first five episodes. Mm. And then he's going home. I'm just saying like he made it almost to the midway point, And then at that point, he kind of goes. So that's where I'm kind of basing on. That's why I'm saying slide under the radar. Becky? I mean, I'm hoping to see a more political bananas, a less aggressive, hey, ho- like ho- everybody against. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. I-, I got my baby mama. Hold on. Hey, sorry. Sorry to call so late. Did you get my text? I did. Okay. All good with that? What day is the 21st? Saturday. Works. That's perfect for me. Great. Thank you so much. No problem. I'll let you later. Bye. Bye. She put that on air. (laughs) (laughs) Right. See how nice that conversation went? That's what happens when your child supports on time. (laughs) (laughs) Factual. Very factual. Uh, But anyway, but I am hoping to see a little bit less bananas against everybody and a little bit more of a bananas that wants to be included and cooperative and maybe get a little bit more of an alliance going, especially without his main um, aggressors, Holly and Kara being off of this season, and maybe he might have more of a chance. Maybe. He does got some people behind him. He might have Ashley with him. Him and CT, for the most part, has put things behind him. There's also Josh, I mean, who's useless, but at least he'll vote his way. And of <laughs> I was course, say, Kyle. who's scared of Josh? <laughs> Nobody. And of course, there's Kyle. And speaking of Kyle, he's going to be the next person. Kyle Chrissy is coming back. This is his fifth season by way of Jordy Shore. He has done five in a row. He has been to one final courtesy of Carver Maria taking pity on him 
and leaving our boy Leroy in the dark, <laughs> which was fucked up. He is two and three in eliminations, and he is number one for most STDs in challenge history. Kyle Christie. Let's see. I th- Now, we already know he got the herpaderp. Can we expect him to get COVID-19 also? <laughs> Becky, Kyle Christie, what can we expect out of him? Oh, my favorite of all time. Can you tell the sarcasm? <laughs> but anyway, um, I think we're going to see more of the same Kyle, which is, you know, hooking up with girls, being a whiny baby, and uh, skipping leg day. I think that's all we're going to see. Absolutely right. His legs are absolutely embarrassing. Tyler. You know, there's one key fact that's really interesting right now, and that's the I, fact this will be the first season that he's been I on without Kara. you. Without Kara, that's insane. I hate you. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see how this will mentally play with him, because in his first season, Kara was a great thing for him. It boosted his morale, got him through the season. And every season after that, it was kind of like, you know, a hindrance where he always had to see where she was at, had to watch what he said, had to kind of just prevent and everything. And what's really interesting here is that if you've been paying attention to social media, Wes and Kyle have been having this awesome, friendly banter back and forth, and Mm -hmm. I am all for it. Now, does this mean that Kyle is going to turn on bananas and become Wes's friend? Or is he going to play both sides of Wes and banana? You know, you made a amazing point that this is his As first season do. without Kara. I mean, what an astute observation. <laughs> I hate you. And I appreciate the fact that you're able to bring this, this level of analysis to the show. Thank you so much. I just want to let you know I appreciate idea. you. I had it in Tyler, my head. Tyler, Then you Tyler, stole my notes. Tyler, yes. Yes, great job, great job. Well, and um, uh, Antonio. Well, since Tyler stole what I was going to say, I really have nothing else to say now because, you know, he basically just took everything I had down and just said it. Because he totally just stole your papers or whatever. Like, he didn't know what you were going to say. Yes. Great job letting Tyler take everything that's important to you. Let's go ahead and move on. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's Most Dangerous Podcast. Next up, Melissa Reeves, age 26. This is her third challenge. By the way, of X on the Beach UK 2 and 5. The last time we seen her was in Final Reckoning when she got hands put on her by Kayla Casillas. She is one and one in eliminations, and she is one of my favorite people to see back. I really, really liked her. I love the energy that she brought. We all remember the elimination that she had with Sylvia. She didn't come out on the right side of that, but probably goes down as one of the best eliminations in challenge history. Check the list out. It's on Facebook. I'd say top 10. I would definitely say top 10. And if you come across the Love War Challenges top 10 for eliminations, you might see it in there. I love <laughs> everything that she brings to the challenge. She hasn't quite put enough pieces together to really take her to the next level, but I think we are just seeing her start off. As long as she doesn't get into any fights or go on any shows or, like, get pregnant or anything, we can expect to see her around for a long time. 
<laughs> well, unfortunately, and you know, well, one out. of those things does happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm ex- like same thing with Kayla. I'm excited to see Melissa back. I definitely want to see how they're gonna like, like what they're gonna do when they first see each other. I mean, given one of them has something in them at the time, I mean, I definitely want to see how like how they're gonna react towards it. Allegedly, and allegedly, and I, I'm just like, because is this like known to the public that she's pregnant? Like, I have to say it. It's pretty fucking known. Okay. She puts up so pictures like, of her baby just, shower. Like, I just want to know how she pulled this off. Like, how do you go on this show knowing that you're pregnant and ha- not, no one? She like, didn't know she out. was pregnant. She didn't find or out until she was s- done. I remember one season there was a baby there. So. Oh yeah, way back in the day. Yeah. It was like season two or three. What was yeah. the name of the girl with the baby? Because she had a crazy voice. That's I was right, blue. Say. She was crazy as fuck. But uh, anyway, Becky. yeah, but yeah, Melissa didn't know she was pregnant at the time. Uh, she did state that she found out afterwards, but I am very excited to see her back. You know, we see that she has a great one two punch. Uh, and, and certainly Kayla knows more about that than anyone. But <laughs> I think that she's going to bring the same energy and spunk, and she is an amazing competitor. Uh, I mean, she puts her heart into it. I'm ready and excited. There's no father, right? They announced the father. I'm the father. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he said he wanted more kids. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Up next is Maddie Bro. And I actually had the pleasure of meeting her in Nashville. Very, Me very too. nice. And that's all I'm wanting to say about that. Maddie Bro, age 30. This is her second challenge by way of Party Down South. The last time we seen her was War of the Worlds 1. She made the final, and she is 1-0 and in eliminations. What can we expect, Maddie, to go ahead and show and prove that she's not the same person who flopped in the final of War of the Worlds 1? Tyler. I mean, she is MTV and their prestigious awards, the Rookie of the Year for Fuck her performance. Here. Fuck out of here, Rookie um, of the Year. Like, like Theon hashtag, Turbo don't exist. Hashtag we do it better. <laughs> My whole thing is, is that Maddie... Maddie got Maddie kind of suffered from having Kyle as her partner because Kyle was targeted so heavily. Maddie has elite size. I mean, she's gonna be able to just like bop a lot of these girls in the head, like from how tall she is and everything, and how physically you know strong she is. And I think that she has a good chance to go far. However, as TJ says, like stop smoking cigarettes. And I think if she gets like an endurance elimination, that it's it's done. Becky, I think honestly she is going to bring a stronger energy this season because I think she saw what she needed to do. Here's hoping that it's very similar to, uh, you know, just an upswing for the second time around. I know she's still smoking, but here's hoping she's worked on her endurance. Up next, Nelson Thomas, age 31. This is his sixth season. Coming from Are You The One 3, a bona fide original member of the Young Bucks. Last time we seen him was on Final Reckoning, he has been in one final, and in eliminations, he has eight wins, one loss, and uh, one tie. And that tie is to somebody who is going to be on the challenge, Mount Rushmore, and Doral. Now, for me, don't sleep on Nelson. He is highly motivated. He is great in eliminations. I think his biggest weakness is that he doesn't win enough dailies. Becky. I agree. Uh, I think he... I mean, obviously, nobody knew how good his elimination record was until somebody pointed it out to everybody during, I believe, what it was Final Reckoning. 
we were like, holy shit, he has a really great elimination record. Um, but I think he's really kind of undersold. I think he's got a lot of talent, and uh, I'm really happy to see him back, and here's hoping he delivers. Antonio? It's nice to see Nelson back. You know, it's, I know he's a good competitor, but I don't know. With him and the Young Bucks, they, they, if their gimmick is still the same, I just don't see them lasting long. There's way too many well-seasoned vets in this season, and if their goal is to aim for them again, I just don't see Nelson and Corey lasting long in this game at all. He's not going to do that bullshit again. I think he learned his lesson about his little hit list. When it comes to the hit list, leave it up to me and Tyler. Ha, ha, ha. Tyler. Nelson is extremely underrated. I think he is a character that people really do actually like in the game. And that really only he's he's almost like guilty by association. Like, and it's his associates are either Corey and people don't like how Corey acts and talks or it's alcohol and people don't like how drunk Nelson acts and talks. If he can kind of stay clear from those two things a little bit, he can go far every season he's on. I think Nelson would do great if he gets rid of Corey. I know they're close and they're probably even closer now than it was when they was competing together. It's been a while since we've seen them both on the same show and it's been even longer since we've seen all three young bucks on the same show but i really think that Corey does nothing for him and speaking of Corey, let's talk about him Corey wharton age 28 this is his seventh season coming by way of real world explosion the last time we seen him was also in final reckoning he has been to two finals that's bloodlines where he got smacked around by Kara, and invasion where he got smacked around by every person who was a fucking vet he is five and three in eliminations, which is very respectable. But I think his biggest enemy is going to be his own fucking personality. No, oh, yeah. And that's kind of like what we're talking about with Nelson, you know, and that's kind of that's kind of Corey's downfall is his association with himself and how he talks and everything he says. Now, I think that Corey saying something out loud just kind of it, it kind of just um somebody help me out here. It opened the gates. It opened the floodgates. <laughs> The floodgates have been opened where now if you're a big threat, if you're, you know, these guys that can win this whole season, you're going to get targeted right away. And we're seeing this more and more every season. You know, it used to just be like, oh, we don't vote in rookies until like the third elimination. And now it's like, we don't even care about the rookies. I'm going to go after you because just three months ago, you went after me. And that's all these guys care about. I think Corey planted seeds in everybody's head. And now he's going to reap the benefits of these in the future where Nobody thinks of Corey as a threat. Nobody thinks of him as a threat. Not fans, not challengers, nobody. Corey is undersold. Corey was one of the first people who just said, fuck these vets. I'm going to grab a couple more of my fellow rookies, and we are going to take them on head on. Great idea. Piss poor execution. Even though he is pretty decent in finals, I expect him to have a much better season. I expect him to be a bit more calmed down. Um, from everything that social media tells us is that he is a excellent father. I don't watch Teen Mom, so I can't get too much into that. I hope that he comes off as much as much more likable. I, I don't dislike Corey, but I dislike Corey. You know, I, I want to like him so much. So for the love of God, hopefully he gives us a reason to like him again, besides the fact of being a great father, because I should have got the door real fucking quick in the challenge. Like, no one will give a fuck real fast. Mm. So hopefully, he has adjusted his personality. He gets along a little bit better with his castmates. And hopefully, we can really see him shine and give him a real legit shot at coming back and winning this whole thing. 
Let's go ahead and move on to Nani Gonzalez, age 31. This is her ninth season. By way of Real World, back to Las Vegas, a legendary season. After a short layoff, this is her third season in a row. She is three and eight in eliminations, and she is number one in cigarettes. But we got to see how she lines up against Anissa. Okay, Nani Gonzalez, are we excited to see her back? Do we expect a lot out of her? Bananas, kick it off. I think Nani has a good season to look forward to. I think she has a lot more allies this season than she usually does. She has Jenna, Kayla, and she can always rely back on the usual bets, I feel like, in this situation. But I just really hope like we see a good season out of Nani, especially just watching free agents, seeing her, you know, have a good season. Like I just want something similar to happen, you know? It's, I'm, I'm rooting for her. I mean, I think we're going to see a same season that we always see from Nani ever since Free Agents. Just not, I mean, she's good, but she's not, I don't think she's good enough to get to a final or even good enough to win a final. I think she's just kind of a middle of the ground kind of competitor. I don't know if maybe she stopped training, she stopped focusing. Hopefully she's gone back a little bit more to who she was during free agents. I, I, I don't see, if she doesn't, I, I don't see her winning anything. Tyler. You know, I, I don't really have much to say on Nani, unfortunately. Nani should be a lot better than she is. She is got a great size for the challenge, and her only f- fault is that she doesn't, I feel like she doesn't train hard enough for these things. And you talking about, you know, her showing that she had on free agents, her showing on free agents was never going to elimination and hope I don't flip a kill card. That's the only reason why she made the final. And this season, that's not going to work. So if she's going to want to make a final, she's going to have to put in a lot more work. Now, I don't hate Nani, but Nani is the definition of a journeyman. She is great on the show because she gets fucked and she's going to fight. So <laughs> TV wise, she's great because she's fucking and fighting. One of the things that, you know, uh, Wes says that when he matured, he had to stop doing. I think she kind of has to do the same thing. She got to stop getting fucked and she got to stop fighting with people. You know what's funny about you bringing up Wes is that Wes just kind of got in a little bit of trouble from all these other challengers because he labeled a bunch of them as the Leroy's of the challenge. Did he lie? And Nani was on that list. No. Good point. Nani is a Leroy of the challenge. And, and what's funny about you saying that is you said that it's a journeyman who is, who is great for the show because they're there to fight and to fuck. And that's what Wes said. He said, without them, the show's boring. With all of us that are great, the show is boring. He was kind of being funny about it, but it was, it was actually great. And he went on to compliment all, everybody that he put on that list. Um, I don't think he commented Leroy, though. But he, made it, he, he, called him, he called him the Leroy's of the show, which are journeymen who are there to entertain. He's 100% right. Because she is entertaining to watch. She'll come in after an elimination when they all go to the club. Three times out of five, you can count on Nani getting into a, a drunken fight with somebody and apologizing in the morning. You can, you know, you can plan on her getting fucked at some point, even though she's been pretty good at that. And I'm not shaming her for it. I mean, we all do it. So, you know, do your thing. But 100% right, the, diff- the biggest difference between her and Kara is every season, Kara trains a little bit harder. Carver comes in shape. Carver treats this thing like a fucking job. And she comes in prepared. Nani comes in. I think she, I think with this female cast, is one of her best chances at winning. I mean, outside of, of a Jenny West or a Tori, she stacks up pretty well. Not in eliminations, but she does have a chance of winning this whole thing. 
The only thing that really stands in her way of this is if she has to go into elimination. And the whole premise of this season is you're not getting to the final unless you go into eliminations. And in eliminations, she's atrocious. So I would love to have high hopes for her with this cast. I think she would do well. But the fact that you have to go through an elimination, she's going to get washed. So six episodes. All right, up next is going to be Rogan O'Connor, 30 years old. This is his third challenge by way of X on the Beach UK seasons two and three. This is his second season in a row. The first time we see Rogan was on Vendettas being the first person eliminated. He definitely went from worst to first. He definitely won last season, coming back to defend his title. Third challenge, he has never seen an elimination round. Do we think Rogan is going to be able to get it done? Antonio. Honestly, I really don't know. I don't know what to expect from Rogan. I mean, he hasn't really shown us anything. He's just one of those guys that got skated to a final and won. Like, I just don't know what to expect. Like, he's like the, one of the biggest like wild cards in this game, I would say. I mean, we just stopped watching free agents. And the one thing that I remember TJ saying is you won by being the worst player on the best team. So honestly, I think Rogan kind of falls into that category of being possibly the worst player on the best team at that point. I wouldn't really agree with that because when it was all said and done, Rogan was the first person to the boat. Rogan did an excellent job in that final. I mean, he may not have done a whole bunch during the season, but he I'm played pretty well. I'm not talking about well. the final. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the season. But listen, he season, played, he sucked. He played pretty well during the season because he was able to stay out of elimination. He, he, he attacked people's he feelings well. and emotions. He had a huge misstep in the way that he dealt with D. But all of these things put together kept him out of, out of elimination and got him into a final. So as despicable as some of those things were, it kind of worked for him. I, like I said, I'm just talking about overall performance. Uh, I don't think he did well this season. I'm sorry, last season that he won. I think he was a, he's a middle-of-the-road player. He's really not that strong of a player. He's not a leader. It's just one of those things. He had a great political game. You are correct. And that got him to the final. And he had a great final. So I got to give it to him there. But that's all I'm giving to him. But I don't think he's a great competitor on his own. Well, we're going to see what he's made of this season. Let's go ahead and move on to Steven Bear, age 30. This is his third season. By way, a celebrity Big Brother UK, he has won that season. He also won Shipwreck UK. So he's a winner, just not in the challenge. He has done three in a row, and he is three and two in eliminations. He also was the one who took out Wes last season. Now, we all know what happened between him and Kayla, which makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Do we expect Stephen Baird to go far with the way he's been doing in the challenge? Antonio, Mr. TV Gold. Yeah, I mean, Bear, I think he's the most vocal out of this whole group. He's going to have the, the camera just drawn to him. But uh, I think with this season being so vocal, it's like you don't want that. You don't want to draw that much attention to yourself anymore. You did it your first few seasons. Now it's your time to lay low and just try to make it far. You know, being loud didn't work the first three seasons. Season four, you know, I got to mix, mix the playbook a little bit. Trust me, I know. I can't see Bear ever, ever being quiet. Uh, even if, you know, you had a gun to his head and just were like, one more word, you're getting shot. He's going to be like, but 
That's the kind of person Bear is. I think he's going to bring the same obnoxious, annoying energy that he always brings to these seasons. Um, and I am here to rag on it as much as possible because I'm a heartless bitch and I don't like him. I mean, Bear is one of those guys that we keep saying, at least, at least Antonio and I keep saying it, is that he's gold. And I'm excited to see him on the show because Gross. here's the thing. If you, have a, if you have a sense of humor, he's funny. Okay, if you don't separate, well, I'm just, no offense, I'm just kidding. If you don't separate what he does as a guy versus what the girls do, which is hook up with people, and we don't slut shame him, which is what people do, then it's okay. Like, he's, he's great for the show. He's a good competitor. He's funny. He's one of the best commentators we have. Like, like, we'll never get a good pair of commentators like we did when him and Devon were teammates. That's probably the best pair of commentators we've ever had. I don't and, dislike you know, him for so. being a slut. I dislike him for being an loud, obnoxious, cocky prick. All right. All right. Up next is Casey Clark, age 32. This is her first season. Coming by way of Big Brother season 20, where she won the whole thing because she is a comp beast. She is the Big Brother single season Vita wins record holder at five with three others. She went into eight total competitions and won them all has played six seasons of football in the Independent Women's Football League. She is, I think, one of the best people from Big Brother that we got outside of people like Paulie. I expect big things out of her. I like her very much. Her personality is great. I think she's going to do amazing this season. Tyler. Yeah, athletically, she profiles better than most of the girls that we get into this show newly, you know? And I think what it is, is every every season that we get a new batch of of rookies, there's always one that kind of stands out more physically. And Casey, Casey this year is this season's Jenny, you know, and I think that she is going to have an uphill battle by being a rookie. However, she doesn't seem like she's afraid to go head to head against anybody. Well, she has that, but she also has the fact that she is extremely likable, extremely likable. I think she she's going to fare well better than any of the other rookies. I mean, we have a big, big class coming from Big Brother 20 and, and uh, some other Big Brother competitors, but, the, but I think her personality is going to be able to carry her far. Antonio. I mean, I'm not, I just got into Big Brother for this last preview season, so like everyone coming in this season, I'm not really like, I don't know them much, but just seeing her resume for the first time, I'm like, wow, like I didn't know she was this good. I I just want to see that, um, Tyler, what's the nomination for the, for the cross with Bananas, Tyler, CT, and uh, Adam? It's called like T-Ball or uh, some shit like that. All right, well, T-bone. you know you guys what I mean. T-bone. Yeah, so g- give me that with Casey, Laurel, Jenny West, and Tori Deal. That's what I want to see just by looking at a resume. Like, the four, I think the four most physical, like, females in, like, this era, I would say. Just give me that. Don't discount <laughs> Kayla in that either. Becky. I mean, I don't know very much about the Big Brother group coming in. I do know that uh, her coming in, she's very popular, and a lot of people think she's going to do well due to her resume. Um, you know, I'll see it. And I just hope she's not another popcorn muscle situation where when it's a real competition and not a Big Brother competition, that she can't hang. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. We are 
totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Not a big brother competition that she can't hang. Speaking of can't hang, up next is Anissa Ferreira. Age 38, <laughs> this is her 13th challenge by way of Real World Chicago. We haven't seen her since Dirty 30, so it's been a little bit. She's been in two finals, that's the Gauntlet 2 and the Duel 2, and we know how that turned out. She is 8 and 9 in eliminations. She is, at one point, she was the female record holder for eliminations until Carver came and took that spot. Now, granted, she's 8 and 9, she is beatable, but in eliminations, she is feared. Unfortunately for Anissa, that's the only place she's feared. Her political game is atrocious, and she doesn't win dailies. And just for that fact alone, I don't really think we can expect too much out of her. Becky. Um, I kind of agree. I mean, I love Anissa for what she can do, but she just, she can't for the life of her make it to a final. And if she makes it to a final for the life of her, she can't win it. So I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to see the same Anissa that we see every year. She needs to put more effort into it. She needs to start training more. She needs to put more into it than she is putting in right now because it's atrocious. She needs to grow up. She needs a game that doesn't involve her fucking and fighting all the time. I don't think she fucks all the time, though. Who does she fuck in Dirty 30? Exactly. No. She didn't fuck anybody in Dirty 30. No, that was, that was Bloodlines. She, yeah. she did get it. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. You know her and Veronica hooked up in, in the Dirty 30 house, right? They didn't hook up. According to Veronica, they didn't hook up. Oh, yes, because Veronica um, has never told a lie. Oh, God. So I'm going to say that this season actually benefits Anissa for one of two reasons. Okay, so A, she is, she's 50% in eliminations. Yes, we can say that. She's lost to some really good competitors. She has. She's lost to Laurel. She's lost to Kara. Now, here's the, why I say it's a good season for her. She's going to be somebody that everybody wants to take to the final because they can beat her. So they might push her into an early elimination against somebody weak, let her get a win, and then she just coasts all the way to that final. This could benefit her. Instead of having to go into these eliminations at the very end, which she normally does against the best, she could beat one of the worst, get to the final. Yes, she'll take third or whatever plays fourth if they have four go in. But either way, that's still money. For her, that's a success, is making the final. All right. D. Nguyen, age 27. This is her third season by way of Jordy Shore. She has done three in a row. She's been in one final, War of the Worlds 2, where she won the whole damn thing. So she's coming back to defend her title. And she is one and one in eliminations. Put some respect on D's name. She got the whole thing with Rogan. I like D, but I'm not sure what to expect from her at all but i'm glad she's there she was very entertaining last season and i'm glad to see what else she brings to the table here's the question i'm not gonna put respect on her name until she can play a game without having a man around her arms at all times i'm not gonna put i'm just being honest she had west the entire first season as soon as they were separated she got last place in every daily and got sent home in elimination then she had rogan the entire time never had to prove herself all she had to do was beat tori in one puzzle at the very end. That's it. That's all she did to be successful. Yes, she swam well once. No, she was the 20th place swimmer that time. She just beat two slow swimmers. As 
what I want D to do this season is I want D to be on her own. I want her to come out and I want her to dominate. I want her to be very physical. Okay. Show us the quad squad as her and Wes said back in World of the Worlds 1. If she can do that on her own, I will give her more credit. That's all. I agree with Tyler with this one. I, I feel like D, I just want to see how D reacts as a solo person. I think the last two seasons, she had people like carry her to a final or it's further in the game. I just want to see how she acts on herself, you know? I don't know. Uh, people saying that because they had a good partner, that honestly, there are people who have had terrible partners and didn't make it through because their terrible partners dragged them down. So Wes didn't have a terrible partner. Now, I'm going to tell you that I think that she's going to do well because I think she has heart and I think she puts everything into this game. Whether or not she got carried, and I'm putting quotation marks around that, which I think you guys are over-exaggerating, but of course, it's what you do. Um, I think she's going to do well and I think she's going to kill this season. Even if she doesn't win, I think she's going to have a lot of great moments and people are going to have to put that respect back onto these names. Please and thank you. Up next, Tula Big T Faza Curly, age 27. This is her second season coming back from War of the Worlds 2. She comes by way of Shipwreck 2019. She is 0-1 and one in eliminations. Really excited to see Big T back. Liked her very much. Uh, she needs to speak up a little bit more. Needs to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more assertive. And hopefully, she'll be able to get it done this season. But we really got to see what she's able to bring to the table. Or she's going to go the way of the Carly's and Amaya's and just be forgotten. So she really needs to bring it this season. Becky. Um, I think that Big T wants, wants it more than anything else. Because I feel like she feels disrespected from last season. That people didn't believe in her. And she really did almost win that elimination. She really was so good. Um, I, I didn't expect her to do as well as she did. So I am really hoping to see a stronger, a stronger Big T coming through uh, and having her vengeance on everybody for not believing in her. All right. Josh Martinez, age 26. This is his third challenge. He is the Big Brother Season 19 winner. Third season in a row. He is 0-2 in eliminations, but number one in tears coming from his face. I do not believe in Josh at all. I think the best thing he has done in a challenge is try to fuck Amanda. I mean, I don't know how Amanda was able to to resist his charm that he was laying on her. You need to chill the out before challenges. You're too stressed. I'm realizing with our team, something's not working. Oh, you're just now realizing that? And I'm that? realizing that we it's lose our- lose every challenge. It's our communication. But also I think that there needs to be, I'm a very affectionate, passionate, like I need, <laughs> I need like the female touch. <laughs> I need... I'm doing a little bit of flirting with Amanda. I think that she's hot, but not only that, the way that she carries herself, just her sex appeal, her confidence, um, she drives me crazy. There's so many girls in this house. Go hook up and get massages. Yeah, but I'm trying to build my team dynamic with you so we can become a better team. 
I it doesn't benefit me to give them good when I can give you good Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially help us with. I think the situation is that we're both sexually frustrated and you I'm are. I'm not at all. Josh is just more of like a brother to me. Like, he's really emotional, he's young, and he's, too, he's a little too nice. Why don't you kiss me to shut me up? That'll probably stop me from talking. Ew, because <laughs> then I'll throw up. But besides that, I expect Josh to cry, get into fights with people who can beat him up, and be gone by episode eight. Don't forget to be held back by security like he's actually going to do something. So <laughs> bananas. Um, am I the only one here that like has a good opinion about Josh? No, I like him. I, th I, I think like him. He, I think Josh is probably in one of the best spots in this game right now. He has a good Big Brother alliance. <laughs> Fuck out my face, asshole. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Becky, what's your feelings on Josh? Uh, I mean, I I just I don't know. I don't like him. I don't asshole. think he's a very good predator. Uh, <laughs> I think he I just think he likes to whine his way through the game. And you know, I just every single time I see him about I think about the time that he tried to fuck Amanda and he couldn't. Now, can I speak? Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying before I was kicked from the call, um, I think Josh is in the best spots in this game. I think he has a strong Big Brother alliance coming into this game out of, out of the rookies. And, you know, as we've seen last season, he has, he's aligned with, you know, Bananas, Nani, who are good vets who have, are well-known in the game. So I think he can play the middle ground perfectly. He, he has potential to be last season CT. What? <laughs> what he can sit in the middle i'm not saying like ct like oh my god physical wise i'm just saying sit in the not. middle and just relax he's playing please stop talking. the both worlds please stop talking tower disrespectful you know it's 2020 we don't gotta bash on men for being emotional <laughs> um that's just a bad look you know no it's let's be real josh is not as bad of a competitor as everybody thinks yes he is he's not <laughs> no, no, there, there are people, no, there are guys in the world like Ace and Cyrus who aren't good at challenges, you know? He's a challenge champ. Oh. Yeah, because everybody won back then. They handed away trophies back in the day, okay? That's, we'll talk about it later, but anyways, Josh is, Josh is a very physical competitor. He's got great size, and I believe that he would have made a final last season had he not gone up against one of the top three best male eliminators of all time he just ran into a roadblock also on world of worlds one he ran into a technicality because 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 he, him and him and ash him and amanda fell and they didn't let them continue to keep trying to go up and then cam and ashley went up at snail's pace as everybody else said i think that two little things hindered him from making two finals i think at some point in josh's life he's Maybe. It's 2020. <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, 2020. Hey, hey, do what you're good at. So leave the challenge and go. Oh, my God. All right, next person. Inappropriate. All right, Fessy from Big Brother 20, age 28. This is his rookie season. He didn't do that well on Big Brother. He came into ninth place. He also has some time on American Ninja Warrior. He was a college tight end in a D2 school. He has a size on him. Let's see what he's able to do. And he's also likable. 
What are you expecting out of Fessy this season? Becky. Um, I don't know very much about him. I just know he's very popular with the ladies and that he is tall um, and athletic. So here's hoping he brings something to the table. That's all I know. So when my first opinion. Eye candy is, can be taken. Mine. <laughs> here's the thing. Fessy is, as you're saying, he's eye candy. He's very charming. I think that is what he's going to use to get himself far in the game if he can. I do think that this whole Big Brother 20 alliance is going it, to, it's, it's going to hurt them. It's going to hinder them. Or for some reason, like we keep saying, all these vets are going to target themselves early and somebody like Fessy could lead the charge late in the game. It all depends on which route happens early in the season. But yeah, he has great size. He's very likable. He's charming. Those assets could carry him in this game. When I was doing my rookie report, just like just looking up like who these guys were, I if Fessy like he just caught my eye. I think he's someone who I can see going far in this game. I know he didn't do that good at Big Brother, based off what I'm seeing. But I mean, to be a college tight end, go to just and just you you can tell he's ready to be physical, and that's what I like to see in the challenge. And I'm just looking forward to see what he can what he offers. All right, up next is Jay Starrett. Age 30, this is his rookie season. By way of survival, Millennials versus Gen X, he came in sixth place, and we can all remember him from X on the Beach 2. He was the guy who was banging Morgan before Bananas came and stepped in. His biggest asset is that he has a really, really cool name. Yeah, he's a cool name. The last guy named Jay in the challenge... Jay Starrett. The last guy named Jay in the challenge quit during a final. That's not a name you want. But Jay Starrett, hey. that's he's a cool name. his that, last name, too. That's like an anime name or some shit. He is. Oh, my friend's he is Peruvian. And I he's think no funny. one gives a fuck. And he's funny. He's got a good Here's energy. I, I'm a huge fan of Jay. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the Jay from X on the Beach because that Jay kind of came off crazy <laughs> at times. But, but if, if anybody watched Survivor on that season, that's a, a very highly ranked season. Um, he was a great cast member from beginning. Uh, I was watching that season with my wife just when we were trying to catch up for season 40. And she was a fan of him. We both were. And he is somebody that is really good at those little little weird, odd games. However, the challenge now, he's undersized. He's, I feel like, about the size of Adam from back in the day. And I think that he's going to, if he runs into like a Fessy in like a hall brawl, I don't think he has a chance. Nope. But he's small enough and quick enough that he could win some of these like crafty eliminations. I like him. I think he's a very likable person. This is the type of person that I could see hanging out with Wes, like in the, in the challenge as a rookie. This is somebody that Wes is going to try and grab because obviously he has this connection with bananas that he doesn't want to have. But where well, there's that bananas did fuck his bitch. Oh, Jesus. Antonio. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know much about Jay. I mean, I am excited to see like those, the bananas and Jay storyline, like how they're going to like, you know, what they're going to say to each other. Jay's going to eliminate him. That's what's going to happen. If Jay eliminates Johnny Bananas, I will give you $100,000. I saw it for it, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio, your, your new stepmom used to date this guy. You have to know some <laughs> details <laughs> on this. <laughs> no, I just don't watch other shows besides the challenge, you know. Like I just started getting into Big Brother. I still haven't finished it. Don't plan on finishing it. Yeah, you're not missing yeah. anything besides racism. I'm gonna say something. If I could recommend another show to somebody 
I'm going to do it one time right here. I would watch Survivor and I would watch season 31, watch Millennials versus Gen X. It's a really good season. I'll, I think I'll pass. I mean, I like Jay on X on the Beach. Honestly, I think he was funny and he had some of the best, I guess, unintentional lines that kind of came out, you know, when his, you know, for small person, but tried to go after Corey Brooks can't, and he said, let's go that. Corey Brooks. Like he literally is half the size of this dude. And he literally tried to charge him, which was the funniest thing I saw in that entire season. But he has great one liners. I think he has good energy and I think he's going to bring a lot to this season personality wise. Speaking of personality wise, we have Asaph Gorvin, age 28. This is his rookie season. By way of Are You the One Four and Are You the One Second Chances, where they came in sixth place. He also appeared in Big Brother Israel VIP, which is basically the celebrity, and he won the whole thing. He also was in So You Think You Can Dance season 12, where he came in the 16th place. So the only thing I know from him is that he's from Are You the One? He's pretty good looking, and he can dance three episodes and we never have to think of him again who is this who gives a fuck is the answer asa here's the thing i don't even want your opinions let's go ahead and move on no this this guy has this guy has the best resume out of any any rookie asaf funny enough is he's from the same are the one season as tori deal so that's like an automatic yep. connection that asaf has that um that these rookies don't have did he fuck tori no uh, they were they were they, they thought they were a connection yeah because they were on second chances together, I believe, too. Did they hook up? They were on second chances, though, right? They were a team. Nah, hold on, wait. wait, 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 time out, time out. No disrespect, but we all, kind of, we all know what kind of girl Terry is. Did they hook up? You nah. sure? She didn't scream? It was like, it was like episode four. It was like, it was like episode four, and they thought that they were a match because they had good chemistry on a date, and then they weren't a match after that date, so they just separated for the rest of the show. Now they were on second chances too together as they weren't on the same team though. Um, but, they, but they were on that show together. So, but he does have that connection with her. He has this connection with being a rookie with all these other people. He's been on big brother. So he has a connection with all the big brother people in the house because they seem to stick together no matter what. But he does have a lot of connections for a rookie. I don't know him. I don't care. So let's go ahead and move on to Jennifer Lee, age 29. This is her rookie season. She's coming from the Amazing Race 29. So she is a groundbreaker. And the fact that she's not too hard to look at also helps. Those are also the only qualities I know that she brings to the challenge. There's lots of rumors that she was very much of a princess this entire season. This allows us to get to the rookies that I really want to talk about. These two, I think, are going to be making a great splash. And these are the ones. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see Casey. And I'm excited to see Fessy and how they do. But we're talking about Christopher, Swaggy C. Williams, and Bailey Dayton. I was like, I'm waiting for Bailey and Swaggy to come in here. They're both coming from Big Brother Season 20. Um, Swaggy C. got bounced out in 15th place. Bailey in 11th. And we all know how uh, Big Brother likes to get rid of their Negroes really fast. Swaggy C. got a basketball background. Bailey was uh, Miss Congeniality at Miss USA. I mean, besides the Sandra Bullock movie, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> they are married. So I'm really excited to see how they do. I really want to root for these two, mainly because they have the same skin color as me. But I do feel like they got the short end of the stick because of the rampant racism that permeates all through 
Big Brother, and that's Big Brother Canada and Celebrity Big Brother. And I think Celebrity Big Brother is the only time we actually even seen an African-American win any type of Big Brother compilation. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you hate Negroes, then you can win a Big Brother. I don't like that show. I'm really excited that they came over to the challenge. I want them to do well. I want to see what they can show and prove. They both have athletics in the background. So let's see how they do. I'm just really, I'm just really excited to see what they can bring to the table. They're going to be controversial, I feel. I feel like they've had an up and down uh, situation just media-wise. So I am ready to see if they're going to cause as much drama as everybody's kind of laying out at, at their doorstep. So I'm kind of excited. Um, it's always good to see um, some more color and variation on the cast because you just don't see enough. So I'm ready. I'm ready to see it. I'm excited. If Swaggy C is like the other Swaggy we had host a union show, then I am not looking forward to him. Um, but don't compare those two. That's, I'm just that's, saying that's not okay. they, they, they both had the name Swaggy. So. Oh come on, Antonio! Not looking forward to black competitors. We've been there. <laughs> I just that's number one. That's not true. You know what? You know what? Spotting. I will take it. You guys labeled me as sexist last season. He can have the racist. <laughs> <I'll take it. laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't know much about them. They both weren't on Big Brother long to like do research on them, though. All right, so that is the total cast for Total Madness. Totally crazy. This was a totally good time. Thank you guys for sticking around. I know we're running really, really late, but I promise you, it is all worth it. Make sure you check out shop.lwcpodcast.com for all of your love war challenges, the hit list and general challenge gear. Make sure you hashtag SMWD because I said to do it. That's gonna close us out for the cash review for season 35, Total Madness. Can't wait till this shit kicks off. Bananas, close us out. All right. Another great episode, Podsters. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Join our discussions on Reddit under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check out our website, lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, subscribe. Have a great day, Podsters. Peace.